Hello fellow coaches, it's Angela here. I hope you're well. Dealing with disappointment. We are all going to experience business expectations that are unmet, disappointments that come into our world all of the time, things that we hoped worked out and didn't. But how we handle that roller coaster as business owners is probably going to be the make or break. Well, today we're going to give you some really practical strategies as well as really time-tested psychological help to manage those disappointments so that you can keep in the stepping stones growing for growth. Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Well, welcome back to the Visible Coaches podcast with Angela and Anka. Now, if you did any of the suggestions that we had in last week's podcast, so if you haven't actually heard that one yet, please feel free to go back because that's talking about when you need a client this month, what to do. If you've done any of those things, but let's just say it's crickets. Let's say that there hasn't been the results that you wanted and disappointment is creeping in and the doubt is creeping in with it because you've made a load of effort and it just hasn't brought you what you wanted. That's our topic today. How do we deal with disappointment while we're building these businesses of ours? Disappointment is something we're going to have to, to deal with. It's going to be a reality because everything we try works out. So, Anka, do you want to start? What are some of the things that people get disappointed about that you've heard so far in building our businesses? Hmm. Yeah, I think disappointment, I think it's a familiar and frequent companion of anybody building a business and it happens literally every time that our results don't match our expectations so what I usually do in my own case you know and what I usually recommend to people that the first thing to look at and challenge is the expectations right because so often people I think I think manipulated by a lot of marketing messages that we get bombarded with is the what people think is required to get something off the ground and what is actually required. I think there's quite a disconnect, right? So there's one piece that people quite often underestimate the amount of work it actually takes. And when they look at successful people who've been just like, oh, one post and they fill a program, right? So, yeah, they usually don't tell you that they've been building this for the last 10 years. You know, and I remember um, somebody that I'm following. She was a space engineer and got bored with that and started her own business. Right. And so she is quite open about the journey of it all. Like she's got a million dollar business now. It's all easy and all automated and very slick, you know, but she's the first one to say she she sells through webinars. Right 
part, like one big piece of what she does. And she goes, oh, oh, yeah, I remember in the beginning. I did about five or eight webinars before anybody showed up. And she goes, I did 20 webinars before anybody bought anything, right? And so when you look at somebody who's now super slick with that, I'm thinking like, Jesus, I don't know whether I would have done five webinars when nobody showed up. <laughs> you know, so it kind of puts things, Alex Omozi shares numbers like that where he goes, well, the amount that these people actually, the amount of work that they actually put in is usually a hundred times that what anybody who feels disappointed has ever done, right? That's the, that's the one piece. And the other piece is the the time frame where it's often easy to forget that you can put a lot of work in, but still you can just you taking action is only ever one piece of the equation. If you're looking to have a client, other people buy on their timelines. And I remember recommending to somebody who um, you know wanted to build a sewing business. I'm like, look, for sewing business, it's really easy. You just make yourself something cute, and then you know. And when people ask you, oh my god, I love your skirt you can hand out your card, right? And literally she came back on the week after. She goes, oh my God, this worked so great. I got people asking and people, I handed out my business card, but nobody's called. And I'm like, that was on Saturday, (laughs) you know, just because somebody says, oh my God, I love your skirt and I really like your stuff doesn't mean that they want to buy today. They might think like, oh, I can use Auntie Jane's Christmas money to buy a skirt. Or they go, I'm going to get my birthday saver. You know, like people have all these things thinking about. And it's easy to kind of expect that immediate cause and reaction. I do posting, somebody gets in. And sometimes, most of the time, it isn't that linear, right? So it doesn't mean that it's not working. I think... That's something where you want to kind of have a close look at. Is it actually really not working or are you just a little impatient in the whole, in the whole, in the whole game? And I think, I, I think there's a couple of things I want to say in here because I know that when people talk to me about the effort it takes to build a business, not only at one point did that stress me out because I felt I had a real um, – not a disconnect so much, but a real fear around when I was in a, a kind of burnt out situation, I was caring for the people and still wanting to build the business that it feels like either or either my energy or I build the business. And so if there's no hustle left in you, there's this feeling that, you know, you, you don't, you're trying to work out the exact right thing to do to make every piece of it work so that you don't expend too much energy on doing the wrong thing so I think there is it it breeds a fear this fear of disappointment can breed this fear of that that people hold back from actually taking simple tiny micro steps daily um I'm going to make you laugh now because I'm going to do a little bit of acting that I used to do um to singers this is probably you know way before any of these businesses that we're doing now but when singers used to come to me and it's almost like, well, how long do I have to practice before I'm getting good at this thing, you know? And, and you know, audition, they would do an audition and they wouldn't get anywhere. This is really common in the music world. I mean, you know, people at 18 get used to failing auditions all the time, you know? I think I knew somebody that left music college with me and he auditioned for 23 opera companies in the UK, just about everybody at the time. This is 20, 30 years ago now, but not one of them 
hired him. He went to Europe and uh, started auditioning Europe and got principal tenor in Vienna State Opera. There is just no way of knowing when the next thing is going to actually be the thing that becomes the payoff. So I used to sort of pretend I had a crystal ball and I would stand in front of my students at the time and I would and I would go, just about uh, 14 auditions from now, you will be taken on. And they would all start laughing as I kind of pretended to be in a seance or with my crystal ball, etc. You know, they'd laugh at me because because they knew they'd be like, oh, you know, we don't have a crystal ball, Angela. You know, we can't actually tell. I said, but the thing is, how would you feel if you, how would you feel on number 12 or number 10 or number 13 if you knew that on number 14 it was all going to pay off? And they said, oh, I wouldn't be worried at all. I went, I know, that's the issue. We don't know. And so we're trying to guesstimate when the payoff is going to be. But one thing that happened, even when we were doing a launch in, in June and not everything had gone expected. And I was having conversations with people that weren't going the way I wanted them to go with the types of people that I was speaking to. It, it drove me to do one thing differently, which was listen. Because without that feedback, without that disappointment that it wasn't happening in the way that I wanted it to, I wasn't realising that our market had changed, the way people were buying habits were changed, the cost of living crisis, different things that they bought, fears that they were going to buy another programme that didn't work. There was a whole bunch of things that I was encountering on calls with people that six months ago I didn't encounter at all. And I was surprised at that change. And it was only because I was head into it and in dealing with my own disappointment that straight away I had to stop and take stop and go, what's the feedback from here? Now, the feedback we can sometimes have is I'm rubbish at this and what am I going to do? Are we going to self-blame? Well, we can always get better, but that's not the place to put your listening. It's what's different, what's changed, why not the same as last time? You know, because I think we can, if we're not, if there's a system, we can work it. And then we can actually learn to go, what's different? What's not working? Where are the metrics? We can start to look at some data. And as my old coach used to say, data rather than drama, because the drama keeps us stuck in, doesn't it? Keeps us stuck in the whole repetitive cycle. But starting to just step back and go like, what really is going on here? What am I missing? Allows us to have a deeper sense of listening, I think, to to what is actually happening and the changes that we could make. So, yeah. Totally. And I think curio when curiosity takes over, then any result, you know, that's why I love about talking, love to talk about this in, the, in this way of look at it like an experiment because there is no failure. But if it's an experiment, it just goes as expected or it doesn't. Like, but there's no judgment attached to it. And curiosity has like, oh, so what? went on here and I like you know when we were talking I was like well well we'll see well what does it actually mean and does it mean that that um it's not about the offer it's not about us it's about other things that have come to play and in the end it all kind of worked out just fine just different right and I think it's that it's that again it comes back to that detachment right if you kind of if you make it mean that something needs to be in a specific time frame, in a specific way, and even if you, like, the thing is, it doesn't even, 
I don't think there's a problem with feeling disappointed, right? You know, you can feel disappointed. That's all right. You can feel sad one day and excited yeah. the next. And that's just life. You're going to feel disappointed. I'm just sort of suggesting don't make drastic decisions on the day you're disappointed, you know, and, and, um, and use that to see like, okay, what do we, what's the next step? The only thing that leads to a failure is when whatever misstep is your last step. That's the only time it's a failure, right? If you say, well, okay, well, that didn't quite work the way I thought. So either I ran off trying to run a marathon without having trained. And now I realize that I actually double over after three miles because I just realized that I'm not fit enough to do a marathon, you know, where I totally underestimated what it takes, you know, maybe I ran off the wrong way. Fine. You know, but it's like, nothing really will stop me from achieving something if I brush myself up, adjust, you know, make whatever adjustments that seem that make sense and take the next step. It's that taking the next step. That's the thing. I don't mind you dis being disappointed. I'm disappointed sometimes, like whatever, right? But it's like, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing anything, right? It's just like, you're going to take whatever, whatever's the next tiny step. And that's the piece that the, what you, you said it, like these kind of micro steps, you can go as slow as it's not a race. You can go slow, but if you continue to take steps and review, adjust and take the next step, you're bound to build something, right? Yeah. And I think isn't the thing that draws to mind is that again, as we said in the last podcast, that feeling that everything rests on me getting this to work, you know, my sense of success, the amount I've invested in something of my time, money and effort, the, the people around us that might be saying, you know, you know you're not inferring that you know why aren't we making enough money out of this venture yet etc or even our own bills and our own livelihood that you know creep in to almost to nag in your mind that well everybody else is saying on social media that they've done it quickly what's wrong with me what's wrong with me here's the bit here's the action step I want you to take if you're listening to you I want you to totally realize that there is nothing wrong with you, that there are may, there may be skills for you to learn. There may be fears for you to overcome. There may be, uh, you know, steps for you to take. But as soon as you start the self-blame game, you've taken yourself out of it altogether because any action starts to become incredibly loaded and weighted with expectation. So again, be curious about yourself. Be non-judgmental about yourself. As I used to say, you know, be kind, but not the kind that leads to excuses, as it were. We can tell ourselves so many stories as to what that disappointment means. But all it means is, as you said, the expectation of what you hoped out of that event that meeting that post didn't go as planned but it did not mean that there's not information within any of that to take away and to learn and to do something with so stay out of your out of making it personal and creating a story out of it and I think you'll maybe come out of it quicker than some of the times when I've got caught in the drama anyway of it and called you anchor and said oh my god I'm having a day <laughs> You know, and I think the, the, 
the, the thing is, as long as you focus on all the stuff that doesn't work as expected, I think it's really easy to overlook all the stuff that actually does work. We kind of tend to be very tough on ourselves. Like, you know, in our CEO sessions in the Visible Club, there's always, I force people, I always start off with, give me, you know, two words, how you feel right now and two wins. And it's funny how often people like, well, I haven't got like, everything's kind of like I have. And then when you actually have a look, there's always something that actually went right. And we, I think, you know, fair enough. We're kind of wired to look for the stuff that needs improvement. But I think it's not an accurate picture. You can kind of talk yourself into I'm a failure without ever taking into account all the things that actually are working. Is there one thing that we want to leave them with that, um, that you want them to think about this week when they're seeing results that feel disappointing to them? I think disappointment is just like sadness. It's normal. There's nothing wrong with it. And it doesn't mean that your business isn't on the right path. And I'm going to leave you with, and once you realize that, you can take a fresh look at the numbers, at the results, and what are they really telling you as for a new move or a new exciting decision to be made on the back of that. Until next time, take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections, and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.